In today's show, we're going to continue with part three of what you need to know about annuities. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Welcome, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and thank you for tuning in and listening to Paladin Financial Talk. We've got a great show today. Again, we're going to continue with the third part in our series, talking about annuities, what you need to know about annuities. And we're going to pick up where we've left off in the, the previous conversations about a you know often controversial product. A lot of people have very strong opinions about them, uh, and uh, a lot of people don't understand how they work. And we want to shed some light on those to help you to better understand those if you own one now and and making sure you're taking advantage of that as much as possible or making sure it's still a fit for you with where you're at in your retirement journey. And if you've contemplated, do I need an annuity? What are these things? How do they work? Help you to figure out and uh, are those a good fit for you and uh, cover some some of those, those topics here today. But First of all, I want to welcome our co-host, Mr. Tony Shore, remote host, as we've called him here. Tony, how are you today? <laughs> I'm the RH, uh, the remote host, and I'm yes. doing great. Thanks for asking, Jeff, and uh, thanks for having me on the show once again. Yeah, I've had a great week. I mean, you know, really haven't been doing a whole lot. I'm keeping very busy, but at the same time, not doing anything too exciting or fun. Just been staying at home, you know, with all the craziness going on, so... Uh, getting a lot done here, though, that's for sure. How about you? Good. Yeah, very good. We're staying busy. We have a, a trip to Kansas to see family coming up here this weekend, and so excited about that. Um, and a baby shower we're going to go to. Um, but, yeah, kindergarten's on the on the horizon here in the next couple weeks. That's exciting for Jax. But everybody's good and healthy and, for the most part, sane. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Jury's out on the sanity thing. But yes. uh, no, I'm kidding. So we, we've been talking about annuities and uh, it's a controversial topic and a misunderstood topic. So uh, I think it's good that we've been digging into this. Uh, now, where are we going on this topic in our third installment here? This is the third and final installment about annuities. Is that correct? Yes, correct. Yeah. In the previous uh, episodes, we've talked a little bit about what annuities are, some of the general benefits of annuities, um, various types of annuities. And today we're going to kind of pick that up from there. And well, the first topic we'll look at is taxation, which is also you know, ah. very riveting. Folks, Tony was uh, ribbing me before we started our show here today <laughs> that uh, we're now in part three about annuities and something about boredom for people. I don't know, but, and then we'll layer taxes on top of that, but we'll see what we so, can do to spice it up. No, well, it is, it is, it is important. Obviously, if you have annuities, how are they taxed? So explain that to us. I have no idea. I'm still, I don't understand it. No, uh, it depends. It <laughs> now, depends. wait a minute. And, <laughs> I was told there would be no math. So you have to come with the knowledge and I know, you know how they, they are. Taxed. Yes, I know yes. that. 
So taxes, taxes on annuities, the money coming out out of annuities is taxed as ordinary income. But what goes into the annuity, if you have an IRA, it's pre-tax money, a traditional IRA, you haven't paid taxes on any of the money yet, and you put that into an annuity, you do not change the tax structure of that money. It's still an IRA, still going to continue to grow tax deferred. And when you take money out of it, somewhere down the road, you're going to pay taxes uh, when you take that distribution. So whether it's a mutual fund, a stock, an annuity, the IRA is taxed in that manner. Now, if you're under age 59 and a half and you take money out of IRAs, regardless of what type of investment, you also have a 10% pre 59 and a half penalty. So we want to keep in mind that as well. But um, so an IRA is an IRA, it grows tax deferred. Now, if you have after tax money that you put into an annuity, so let's say you have $10,000 sitting in your bank account, you've already paid taxes on that. You want to put that money into an annuity. One of the benefits of doing that is the money that you put in will grow tax deferred until you decide to take the money out. And we'll talk about how that would be taxed at that point. But you put in your 10,000 and you let that grow for a number of years and it's now worth $15,000. You already paid taxes on the 10,000. So when you take money out, you're not gonna pay taxes on that, but you would pay taxes on the $5,000 of growth. So that ties in one of the benefits of annuities and how some folks use those is if they've put enough money away on a pre-tax basis into IRAs and retirement plans and they want some tax advantages, where do I put additional money? If you don't need income on that $10,000 in that example, you wanna defer that income down the road that an annuity might be a good solution for a portion of that. But yeah, ultimately when you- yeah, so there's strategies. The taxation is important because uh, it, it really depends on how much profit or how much you make or don't make, right? Correct, yes. Yep. And one of the, the people that don't like annuities or don't understand them, one of the things that they'll sometimes say is, well, it's taxed at ordinary income rates as opposed to capital gains rates, which stocks and mutual funds would be taxed at capital gains rates if you're talking about after-tax money. If you're talking about an IRA and you put stocks in your IRA, that's going to be taxed as ordinary income. So it's an apples-to-apples comparison to say annuities don't make sense because the income is going to be taxed as ordinary income. Different topic. So there are some tax benefits to annuities uh, on after-tax money to let that grow over time. And uh, you just want to be aware of how those work. Now, the other thing to, to look at are what are the, the fees associated with an annuity? And that is going to depend. So some, some annuities do not have fees, but they do have expenses embedded in them. As the old saying, there's nothing in life, uh, nothing in life is for free. And you think of a bank CD. If you go down to the bank and say, I want a three-year CD, and you ask them what the expenses are, they're going to tell you there are no expenses, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have a cost. The cost is if you put that money into a three-year CD and you earn 0.7% on it, you have an opportunity cost. You could have been investing that and earning more than 0.7% is one trade-off. Um, right. So you want to understand how that works. But with an annuity- So you're, some- you're trading off growth and uh, inflation, right? Yeah. Also, you know, the, your money's worth less every year. 
Exactly, exactly. Plus, it's not now; it's not fully liquid at that point. That's a trade-off to consider. Now, if you have plenty of liquid money elsewhere, then who cares? Um, but some annuities have fees associated with them that you want to be aware of. And is that a good thing or a bad thing? It depends on what type of benefits you receive for those. You know, it's like shopping for a car. Not everyone drives around in the world's cheapest car. People have different tastes and preferences and safety is more important or less important. And therefore costs have uh, cars have different expenses associated with those. So same right. thing with an annuity. It can have benefits that have a cost that go along with that. But I've heard there are annuities that have little to no fees and so, uh, different types of annuities might have higher fees. And some annuities have little to no fees, and it depends on if you add riders and different things to them, right? Exactly, exactly, yeah. And one of the uh, the complaints people have about annuities, or say they're they're not a good thing, is the they talk about either the fees or the commissions that are paid to people that provide the annuities. And again, nothing is for free. There's a cost embedded into that cost structure of the annuity if if that's sold on a commission basis. But you want to understand what type of benefits is that annuity going to offer me and what are the trade-offs and make a decision from there. So some annuities have expenses, some don't. Uh, you want to be aware of that. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. So obviously uh, that's a big misconception out there. People don't understand the fees. Um, do annuity, do they offer riders? I assume they offer riders. Like I mentioned, there's different riders you can get with annuities uh, just like you can with a standard insurance policy, right? Exactly, Tony. Yes, it, you can, just like a car, you can buy the base model or you can ha add on enhancements for additional costs with those. Um, so there are a variety of different riders that, that can go along with that. Some might be to provide a lifetime guaranteed income. M might be tax benefits that are provided for legacy or long-term care expenses down the road. Uh, but generally, you can put them into two categories. You have what are called living riders, living benefit riders, and then you have death benefit riders that can provide protection for your beneficiaries. So, again, we want to understand what type of an annuity might make sense for a person and what are the, the bells and whistles that might help to improve their situation. So what happens to your premiums if you die early? So you get an annuity or a five-year annuity and you pass away, what happens? Yeah. Another area of uh, a lot of misconception there is the old school annuity that has been around for a very long time typically is an immediate annuity. When people think of annuities, and we've talked about this in the first episode, I give the insurance company 100000 of my money and my money is gone and I've now bought a lifetime income stream and if I did it based only on my life and I pass away six months later, the insurance company keeps the remainder of those payments and those assets and they came out on top. Uh, most annuities are not that way. If you put in $100,000, you pass away six months later, you're going, your beneficiaries are going to receive whatever the remaining death benefit is, which is primarily going to be the account value at that point. So if you put in 100000 and it grew by 2000 it's worth 102000 you haven't taken out any distributions you pass away kids grandkids whoever are going to split up that 102000 there aren't any penalties at that point that's how the majority of annuities are structured nowadays mm, interesting so how do 
people typically use annuities as a part of their retirement plan then? Yeah. So a lot of times it's used to provide guaranteed lifetime income to supplement social security and the lack of pensions. Or if you have a pension and you still have an income gap and you want to provide yourself with a full, uh, cover all of your expenses with guaranteed income, that's one way that those are used. But you know, most people nowadays don't have pensions so their social security isn't enough to cover their retirement income needs. And they want to fill in a portion of that gap with guaranteed income and annuity can help to do that. So that's the, the, one of the most popular uh, ways that that is used. And so there are then a variety of different types of annuity annuities that you can use to satisfy that income gap. Another common use of annuities in retirement planning is for protection. So a lot of the annuities that we use with our clients are to help provide protection. If the market goes down, you don't have any losses and your growth is based on either interest rates or market indexes like the S and P 500 uh, where we might use a, what's called a fixed index annuity and provide some upside participation, but no downside risk in terms of the market. So those are a couple of the most common ways that those are used. And again, depends on a person's situation and their risk tolerance and their overall needs. But they're, and so they're that's very why, flexible tools. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I know that fixed index annuities, Jeff, are really popular uh, as a retirement vehicle for a lot of the baby boomers that have been retiring. And they say 10,000 people a day hit retirement age. And I know that, you know, fixed index annuities have been a popular retirement vehicle along with IRAs, things like that. So uh, it's interesting. And I think it's important to understand what's available out there and what's going to fit your situation and what's not. And it's a lot to sort through. As we've learned going through these last three episodes, there's a lot to know. And so I think this is a great conversation. Now, how much due diligence, though, do we need to do, do our listeners need to do when it comes to uh, the company or the person they're considering purchasing an annuity from? Yeah, it's important. And that's why it's good to work with a trained professional that understands annuities, the different types, the insurance companies, their reputations, um, how the insurance company is approaching risk management. Because if you think about it, the guarantees that most people are using annuities to provide, those are only as secure as the company that's backing those. So as an insurance company, it's not the federal government. The, they're providing their those annuity payments. So when you buy an annuity, you want to look at the financial strength of the company, and there are different ways of doing that. Uh, most uh, insurance companies that are competitive in the annuity market or, or have fairly good financials, but there are different rating agencies, AM Best, Moody's, uh, Fitch, Standard & Poor's are common ones that are used. Uh, Comdex is another rating system that kind of aggregates all the rating agencies and gives you a scale for that insurance company and their safety. So you want to understand their, their financial strength, um, but important as well, as I mentioned, is their reputation. So some insurance companies might have good financial strength, but I know as they're, as they're, uh, in working with those insurance companies and seeing those over the years, some of them don't do a great job for their clients. Some do. So we want to understand that part of it as well. Right. And that's where, but let's, I want to interject here if you don't mind, Jeff, because that's an important distinction in who you work with, what type of financial professional, because uh, 
if you work with somebody like yourself, you're independent, correct? So you're not beholding or working with just one insurance agency and offering their, uh, you know, annuities. You look at you look at your clients' needs, and then based on that, you look at the different offerings, and you're not just looking at one company, right? Correct. Yes. You know, so if I was not an independent financial person and I worked for a company like, let's say, Thrivent or some, you know, Catholic related insurance company, I might be restricted to only offering what they provide versus an independent financial professional like us. We can use a variety of different companies. We have probably four dozen different companies we could use for these types of products to find the best one for a particular person's situation versus a one size fit all. Yeah. I, that's, I just want to make that point because uh, that's something I've learned throughout this process. And I think that's really important, especially when it comes to things like annuities or life insurance, uh, because you don't want to just work with somebody who's trying to get a commission or sell that their company that they're employed by. Uh, you're employed by your clients. So Correct. I think yep. that's the big difference right there. Exactly. Yep. And the other thing, there's some additional things to consider with annuities. Some of the, what are the risks? What are the trade-offs? We talked earlier about the opportunity costs. If you put your money into an annuity and it's a, a, a fixed annuity or a fixed index annuity, your opportunity cost is some, some of the, you know, really high returns that might occur in the market. Trade-off is you're, you're getting no downside risk, which is nice, but uh, you want to be aware of the trade-offs that that provides. Um, another one would be liquidity. One of the, the ways that annuities work is most of them, you put your money in and you can, after the first year, start taking out 10% of the account value each year. You want to make sure you have enough liquid assets in other areas. So sometimes when people come in for our complimentary second opinion, one of the things that we see is they, they liked annuities along the way. They've kind of collected the, a basket of them and they have a lot of their money in annuities uh, and that gives them some restrictions on their liquidity. So we want to be aware of that as well. Make sure you have enough liquid assets in other areas to tap into if you need that. But for most people, if you have a hundred thousand dollar in annuity, taking out ten thousand dollars a year, that that's usually going to be you know enough uh, liquid assets if they have other assets elsewhere. So sure, sure, good point. And so yeah, you, there's the trade off for the you know you get your principal protection and you get your gains locked in and those become part of the principal and that's always protected so there's no downside with certain annuities but your upside is limited so there is some opportunity uh, loss there and you usually lock in a rate or there might be a lower rate you don't get to participate if the market goes crazy uh, like it has recently uh, and it goes way up uh, you don't participate in all the gains just some of them but then again if it drops 30 <laughs> percent like it is wont to do from time to time uh, you're also not going to have to take those losses. That's a good point. Now, yeah. this has been a great discussion, Jeff. Is there anything else you want to add on this before we go? Yeah. So again, if, you, if you're listening and you own an annuity, you want to first make sure you understand how that works, the features, the benefits, that you're taking advantage of that as much as possible. Uh, does it make sense for you to continue using that annuity or not and evaluate options? If you're considering using an annuity and does that make sense in your retirement plan, we can provide you with a, a review of your your situation and whether or not those make sense for you, but kind of shed some light on a very useful tool if they're used properly, like anything else. I encourage you to give us a call. Our phone number is 877-219-3199. 
and come in, sit down either uh, in our office, uh, masks and all, or we'll do this through Zoom, however you want to go about doing that, but get to know each other a little bit and see how we might be able to help you out with your overall retirement plan and understand your options. So we do appreciate your your time and dialing in here and, and listening. Uh, if you haven't yet, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and we'd appreciate an honest review as well uh, on whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. And we look forward to speaking with you. All right. Great show, Jeff and listeners. Thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.